drinking water <laughs> i realize <laughs> rude you need to go as you just walked into my house <laughs> <laughs> i mean i always do yeah but usually you're like i'm here not even this time this time i just came here i just I know. came you in just showed up in my room well i, I told like, you i was gonna leave in 10 minutes and then i left and then i got here and then i came in it was after 10 like it took no. longer than 10 minutes well i left my house those 10 minutes it took me a while to drive here as you do because the distance i can go the distance shut up you are not her her gillies how do you mean gillies (laughs) i was gonna make another reference to a different movie but it would have been way too much so how are you doing sarah brilliant i'm glad how about you, Jessica? You've said my whole name multiple times. And then I edit it out. I'm pretty sure I've heard it, like, in the podcast. Nah, you're just hearing things. <laughs> you just know your own name. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. You know your own name. You know the days of the week. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, I'm good. <laughs> That's good. I said last episode that I wasn't going to laugh for the rest of the episode and then was immediately wrong. Because that's just how I am. How did that fit (laughs) to what we were talking about? Does it have to? Does anything we say have to fit into what we were talking about? We tend to tangent. Not not cosine, not sine, only tangent. (laughs) Thank you. I did trig. <laughs> Just kidding. I learned trig in my forensics class. Huh. Mm-hmm. You had to learn trigonometry. Just because we're going to go on another tangent. You had to, we had to learn trigonometry in my forensics course because you could calculate the angle that someone shoots a gun from using trigonometry. So, like, if a man was standing at his car and shooting into a two-story window, you can use trig to figure out the exact angle to find, you know, exactly where the man was standing. That's something I had to learn. (coughs) I'm glad that's not my job. (laughs) Yeah. I actually really enjoyed trig, which is weird. I did too, actually. (laughs) Right? I like geometry better than... Oh, no. All things. I like trigonometry and geometry better than... Algebra. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything about geometry because that was ninth grade and that was not a good year for me. And that's the year where I did not pay attention in class at all because my teacher was crazy. Okay, well, we're talking about Tennessee today. You're the only Tennessee. <laughs> According to my friends in college, I'm a two. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's rude. I'm a 10 for personality. <laughs> No, I legit had a friend, we were we were at a camp, and he accidentally, like, he didn't mean it, but he accidentally said, like, no, you would too, like, playing, 
And I was like, wow, thanks. And then it became like an inside joke where it's like, I'm a two. At least it bump wasn't up like, your grade to a 12. <laughs> to a 12. <laughs> yes. You just put a one in the wrong box. <laughs> I'm a 20. <laughs> so, do you have any Tennessee stories? Have you ever been? I have been to Tennessee. I went to Tennessee when I was like, I don't, 13? Mm-hmm. We went to the Smoky Mountains. That was kind of cool. It just means they're foggy. Um, and it's not real smoke. It, it's just not. condensation. Precip- no, that's raining. <laughs> I know the water cycle. <laughs> well, to be fair, we haven't studied the water cycle since we were like 10. I took geology. I had to learn. Never mind. You yeah. have studied it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, we. I also went to Dolly World, which is like Dollywood. Yeah, Dollywood, Dollywood. Yeah, I went there. That's fun. It was cool. I like the train. Mm-hmm. There's like a train that goes throughout all the parks. That's fun. Yeah, I've never been to Tennessee, but my dad and that side of the family. So like my dad, my stepmom. My brother, sister, and niece, I think. I don't think I'm leaving anyone out. They went recently, like, less than six months ago, I would say, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, and they went to... They have a life-size replica of Noah's Ark. And I didn't know that. And it's, like, built, like, specifically how it says in the Bible that it should have been built. And they went to that, and they said it was, like, phenomenal. So I would like to go to that one day. It's a boat. It's a big boat. <laughs> a really big boat. A real big boat. Mm. But I'd like to go to that. It sounds fun. On to trivia. Thank you. How wide is Tennessee? Not long. <laughs> Geometry. <laughs> How wide is it? 145 miles. That's A. B. 112 miles, C, 200 miles, D, 99 miles, or E, 133 miles. I told you. <laughs> it is the I state was tra- that I told you I was going to try to make easier questions that were actually, like, answerable. This is answerable. And you give me numbers. Well, this was afterwards, so. I know. Um board wide like no that's length yes vertically mm-hmm. that's width i mean <laughs> depending on whatever um this isn't a 3d object <laughs> true i it's very much more longer than it is wide I'm gonna go with a good. I'm gonna go with B, 112. Yes. <gasps> the length is 425 miles. Jesus. Or something like that, yeah. Great. Alright. Trivia <clears throat> one. This is gonna get real, really fast, by the way. According to the book of Revelations, 
What happens when the seventh seal is broken? Oh, hell okay. breaks. <laughs> so, A, there are heavenly trumpets and plagues. B. <laughs> the plagues. The legs. <laughs> so many legs. <laughs> B, the fourth horseman is released. C, saints will become martyrs. D, many things, including the moon becoming as blood and the sun becoming black. Or E, none of the above. I'm gonna go with trumpets. You're right. You. It is. Actually, the uh, first four uh, seals release the four horsemen. Uh, the fifth is the saints becoming martyrs. The sixth is when six different things happen. There's a great earthquake. The sun becomes as black as a sackcloth of hair. Ew. Number three, the moon becoming as blood. Number four, the stars of heaven fall on earth. Number five, heaven departs as a scroll when rolled together. And uh, number six is every mountain and island move out of their own place. So basically, just every, a, com- a comet hitting the earth. Everything happens. Um, and then the seventh one is actually the trumpet sounding and then all the plagues being let loose. That signal the apocalypse. Like all the other things didn't already. (laughs) Well, this is like the final sign. They're like, you hear them trumpets, Jesus is coming back. So. Yeah. That's my first. You have to survive through all of that first. (laughs) I know. That's my first trivia. (laughs) Cool. Love that. You're welcome. I wonder what we're talking about today. If you can't read, what year was Andrew Jackson elected as president? (laughs) A, 1830, B, 1818, C, 1834, D, 1829, or E, all of the above. All of the (laughs) above. He was elected four times. Um, I'm going to go with 1829. Was I right? Yeah. Honestly, do you want to know why I picked that? Why? Because... My church that I went to in college, the street address was 129. And so 29 was like, that's the only reason why I picked it. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, buddy. I, I just can't believe I got that right. Okay. Um, trivia number two. In the movie War of the Worlds. What? <laughs> I have a burning distaste towards War of the Worlds. You're going to have to tell me why. Okay, I'll tell you why. Tell me. Wait, the new one or the old one or both? The OG. The broadcast. And then the instrumental version with all the music by the Moody Blues and all of that. My father... Oh, no. ...played the instrumental version first for me. When I was, like, eight Uh or ten or something like that. And it scarred me for life. Because on the cover in uh, the pictures in the CD case Mm -hmm. are very graphic and very, like, old-style, like, Uh steampunk-esque. And I... It was, like, one of those times where my dad 
um, like, a dad's a dad, and he's like, we gotta spend time together, so let's listen to this. Right. And I had to sit through it. I can't listen to the Moody Blues to this day. Like, just, just the Moody Blues. Like, not even the War of the Worlds instrumental, you know, like, the actual thing. No. Forever Autumn was, like, the main, like, theme throughout the entire thing. I can't listening to it makes me actually get like panic sick. yeah and then he made me listen to the broadcast like the next weekend oh my gosh yeah and it sounds like an actual broadcast that's and it something, scared so many people i know that's something um i was telling this story to someone earlier today when i was researching it because i was really excited about what i'm talking about um that a lot of people didn't hear the disclaimer at the beginning yeah, of the cause... of the broadcast. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were thinking that, that it was actually it was happening. actually happening, and that was terrifying. And I could not even imagine, because like yes, they told stories and stuff on the radio back then, mm-hmm. but they also told the news on the radio. <laughs> like yeah, it's it... easily confused if you don't hear that. Disclaimer. It was like an actual social experiment, right? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I can't stand it. Okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> My story isn't about war, war that's of the world. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I can, I get it now. But if I listen, to, if you make me listen to Forever Autumn, <laughs> you'll no. see me over here like, <laughs> it's great, Jessica. <laughs> like dying. Have you seen the old one? Like I don't OG. watch them. Okay. I can't do it. So I had the mental TV. <laughs> I actually watched the OG one before I watched the new one. I mm-hmm. watched the OG one in school, which is kind of weird. Like, I had to have a permission no? slip signed. I think it was for, like, a gifted and talented class or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird, but I liked it. Um, I, I'm okay with the newer one. I think I actually liked the older one better, which is weird. Anyways, trivia two. <laughs> in War of the Worlds... At least in the movie. I'm not sure if it's the same for in the broadcast. Um, The location of the landing of the meteorite is in what U.S. state? Okay. Answer choice A, Tennessee. Answer choice B, Texas. Answer choice C, California. Answer choice D, Colorado. Or answer choice E, New York. Where did the meteorite land? I don't know. Uh, I, like, blacked it out. <laughs> I don't know. If it, I know it said it in the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Was it in Colorado? It was not. Oh. It was in California. Okay, the other C. The other C. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. Because that's heavily populated and they wanted people to die. Obviously. <laughs> they wanted people to freak out. Yeah. I. Spoiler, if you haven't known it. But the fact that the freaking Martians died from a common cold at the end, that's what I had to live up to. And my dad was like, but they all, like, all of the surviving people, like, lived underground and they, like, made it all fancy-like. And I was like, no! (laughs) This isn't good enough! I'm glad I didn't cover one of the worlds. I would have died. (laughs) There would have been so much pent-up, like, anxiety and rage. (laughs) Mainly rage at this point. Hi guys, we had a tiny TED talk. (laughs) About comments, because I'm scarred. Um, So I drew history. Okay. 
not much happened in Tennessee. <laughs> it's kind of landlocked. Um, like the pioneers walked through it, mountains. It was founded. Okay, I know something. What about Tennessee history? I hope you cover it. Let's see. What? What is it? Just tell me. I won't tell you if you're right or wrong, but... Well, like, I don't know Tennessee. The only thing I know about Tennessee is that we got the Alamo boy, Davey. That's all I know. Okay. So I'm covering David... (laughs) (laughs) I'm covering Davey. (laughs) I literally know nothing about Davy Crockett other than the Alamo and that his ghost haunts it and plays the fiddle. (laughs) That's all I know about this man. Hey, fiddle, fiddle. I'm excited. Tell me about him. Teach me a thing. Maybe you just—I don't know. And he had a raccoon hat. Maybe <clears throat> that could be fake. I don't know. No, he did, but that was only whenever he was really leaving his house. Anyways, so Dave, Davy Crockett, Mr. David, Crockett. Mi- Mr. Crockett, is his wife Betty? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, good guess. Um, so he was born. On August 17, 1786, in Greene County, Tennessee. He was the fifth of nine children born Jeez. to his parents, John and Rebecca Hawkins slash Crockett, because Crockett, that's what they're known as today. That's what the family name is today. Okay. There's the first John. I want you to keep a tally. <laughs> oh, is there a bunch in here? There are so many Johns. Okay, so his, his daddy's name is John. Uh-huh. So... When Davy was eight years old, so we're gonna skip a little bit. Is his name David? Yeah, but okay. they call him Davy. Okay, I just wasn't sure if that was actually his name. Like Davy was his birth name. Anyways, <laughs> when it was- could happen. My great grandfather's middle name was Green, because they spelled Green wrong. Why not? Why wouldn't they just go it as Gwen? No, they spelled it G W E E N on the birth certificate because <laughs> they they wanted it to be Green. But they misspelled it. So my great-great-grandfather's... No, my great-grandfather's literal middle name was Gween. So, Davy could be his birth name. Anyways, so... Don't make me feel dumb. I can spell green. <laughs> it's not a creative color. Stop. He was eight, okay? He was born eight. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when I was born, I was already eight years old. He's like a Greek god. I was a third grader. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when he was eight years old, his father taught him how to shoot a rifle already. So at this young Emily. age, he would accompany his older brothers out on hunting trips. Just cash. However, when he turned... Th- <laughs> this, is where- <laughs> this is where it gets great. When okay. he turned 13 years old, his father insisted that he enrolled into school. Yes. But this proved to be a really bad idea because he decided to fight the school bully one day while they were playing soccer or something like that. They were playing a ball game outside. Uh, probably dodgeball. <laughs> so You could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. <laughs> so he did just he decided to fight the school bully only after like a few days of him starting school. And because of this, he was afraid to go back to school, fearing the consequences and the vengeance that could possibly be waiting there for him. And he was also afraid of his father. So instead, he decided to just run away from home. 
for two whole years. That was the ultimate, just like, <laughs> not gonna deal with this. You we'll literally... pretend it didn't happen. Goodbye, family. He literally just decided after this, I'm running away. So did he come back when he was like 15? Yeah, so right before, well, anyways, before that, he joined the cattle. The cattle drive. (laughs) Yeah, he joined the cattle drive. Okay. And then he would, like, ride on the, um, the wagons and he helped with the cows and then he made it all the way to california i think oh my and then gosh. he made his way back Davey, home face your problems <laughs> on foot he walked home from california on foot and it took two years like this whole journey davy yeah uh and I mean, those calves <laughs> calves of steel he must have great calves. he must have gr- yeah he worked with calves he got great calves uh, so walk in. Yeah, he just wandered around hunting and stuff on this cattle drive, okay. as you do. Yes. And all because of a fight. I'm shook. <laughs> I mean, me too. Like, I don't. This is not gonna end well for me. So I'm just gonna pretend it didn't happen and leave. I'm just gonna ignore it. That's the best. Thing. Yeah, but instead of locking yourself in your room and just lying, <laughs> he just left. For <laughs> lying to your parents. He was you know, living his I life. didn't do that. I don't know who she, who's she. Um, I don't know her. Davey? He just left. My up name and is left. David. So just before he turned sixteen, he made his way back home on foot to help his father. You know, because uh, he left for two years, but his dad got into some debt, and so he helped his dad pay off this debt from a guy named John Kennedy. That's two. Uh huh. There are so many people named John that I completely left out. Also, my grandpa's name is John Smith. <laughs> my grandpa. So if he had to go undercover, he he lost the name, you know, unless he wanted to be John Doe. Hey. Uh, watch his name be John Doe Smith. It's not. <laughs> or somebody out there for sure. John's not even his first name. John. Uh, wow. So. Davy also had pretty rotten luck with the ladies, to say the least. For example, while Crockett was working for Kennedy, he fell in love with his niece, Amy Summer. With Kennedy's niece. Mm-hmm. Okay, not his own niece. Right, with Kennedy. Okay. He fell in love with the guy's niece. Okay, just double-checking. But she was already engaged. Ooh. To okay. Kennedy's son. Robert. Okay, so the clarification I wanted is not what I got. <laughs> like, I got it, and then it got worse. <laughs> right. So, okay. Kennedy had a niece named Amy Summer, but he also had a son named Robert, who probably went by John. <laughs> uh, so, Robert Kennedy. And they were engaged. Okay. Gotta love... This time in history in the Midwest. Keep it in the family. Keep, keep it in the family. Don't have to pay a dowry if you're already related. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's horrible. But right. But right. Um, while at the wedding, Davy met a woman by the name of Margaret Elder. He persuaded her to marry him, and he got a marriage contract it was drafted for the pair on august 21st 1805 at the same time though she became engaged to another fellow and decided to marry him instead of crockett 
That's so sad. I know. The ultimate catfish. She played him. Yeah. She was just using him for a good she time. She was a two-timer. Two yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. If that's not... I wrote, if that's not a swerve, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, she skirted. Uh, he later met Polly Finley at a harvest festival with her mom, mm-hmm. Jean. Her, her mom's name is Jean. Let me tell you, this is literally a soap opera. Okay, because I'm ready. Yeah, because while at the festival, he really started to fancy Polly, and um, Jean was really nice and friendly towards Davy, and they hit it off, and they started to, you know, date and whatever. Um, but later, Jean decided that he was not the right fit for her daughter. Okay. Never really specified why, but, not, not yeah. Good. But Davy was determined. So, on August 12th, 1806, he arranged for a justice of peace, and he took out a marriage license for the pair. And then on August 16th, he rode over to the house demanding that he marry Polly, and if not at their house, then they would take the wedding elsewhere. So, if they weren't going to be married there... We're still getting married. Yes, just not here. Okay. And then the father pleaded with Crockett to have the wedding at the Finley home. He he apparently approved of it, but Jean did not. Didn't. Yeah, and so Crockett said basically, "Okay, bet, but you got to make your wife say she's sorry to me." <gasps> Davy, no. Yeah. <laughs> so she ultimately apologized in the end, and they were later married at the house. That was ballsy, Davy. I know. <laughs> make your wife say she's sorry. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So Polly and Davy settled near Polly's parents' land, and they had their first child, Weasley Crockett, uh, who would later become a U.S. congressman on July tenth, eighteen o seven. Was his name Weasley or Wesley? I read it as Weasley. It's oh Wesley. My God. Oh, it's Wesley. Wesley. I was like, Weasley. I think it's John Wesley Crockett. I think that's right. John Wesley. Uh-huh. I John. Know that Another John. Different. I think I just left, left it out because I was like, stop. I know a different John Wesley. Uh-huh. From the Methodist Oh, church. my dear Wesley. John Weasley. <laughs> I like Weasley. Weasley Crockett. <laughs> Uh, uh, red hair, freckles. You must be a Weasley. <laughs> hey. hey. Red hair, freckles. Uh, their second child was named William Finley Crockett, and he was born on November 25th, 1808. And October, uh, on October 1811, the family relocated to Lincoln County, which was nearby, where they had their third and final child together, which was Margaret Finley, quotation, uh, parentheses, okay, let me try this again. Margaret Finley, quotation marks, Polly Crockett, or parentheses. Her nickname was Polly. Her nickname middle name was Polly. Okay. Her fourth middle name, I guess. Sure. Polly. Polly Pocket. Polly Crockett. (laughs) (laughs) Who was also born on November 25th, 1812, like her her big brother. Aww. Family birthday. 
They relocated again to Franklin County in 1813, which Crockett, Crockett creatively named the land Beans Creek, Kentucky. Me. <laughs> because what else would you need? Beans it? Creek. Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> I love that. But they weren't in Kentucky. I still love it. <laughs> That's why it wasn't Kentucky. It was Kentucky. It was yeah. almost Kentucky. But not quite. Not quite. Uh, they don't eat Kentucky Fried Chicken there. They just eat beans. And Kentucky Chicken. <laughs> However, sad times would soon hit the family oh, because no. his wife would later pass away um, on March 1815, causing Crockett to ask for his brother, John, and his wife to move in with him to help care for the children. That same year, however, Davy remarried okay. <laughs> to a widow named Elizabeth Patton, who already had a daughter named Margaret Anne. Wait, is that two two Margarets? <laughs> it's like you and it's your like sister. It's like me and my sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a son named George. They have, like, the best <laughs> names. They have a Bill. They have a Bob. <laughs> they have two Maggies. A Wesley and a George. And Wesley George. has a Weas- Weasley has the most <laughs> unique name out of all of them. Wesley. Um, then on December twenty fifth, a birthday. Crema. Uh, the new pair. So they have. I didn't re- no November twenty fifth, and then that next time at Christmas the next month on December twenty fifth in eighteen eighteen, they had the new pair had a daughter named Rebecca Elv. Uh, Elvra. Elvira. 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 It's Elvira. (laughs) Elvira. So, she's named after his mom. So his mom's Rebecca, Rebecca. yeah. Oh my goodness. They have six children. They have a crema baby. Crema. Um, and on August 2nd, 1821, their daughter, Matilda, was born. Oh my gosh, now there's a Tilly in the mix. (laughs) I love that you're just giving them nicknames. I mean, there's Will, there's there's Bill, there's Bob, there's George, there's Weasley, there's two Maggies and a Tilly. Seven kids. Uh, I like nicknames. During this time, lots happened in history. Andrew Jackson was appointed Major General of the Tennessee Militia in 1802. I have a lot of really strong emotions about Jackson. I Oh yeah. Can't stand him. Oh yeah. He was not great. <laughs> to say, Did some pretty not good things. To say the least. To say the least without getting into it. Calm thyself and continue. To this this episode has a lot of seri emotions. Negative seri emotions. We had War of the Worlds. We have Andrew Jackson. Just everything bad. Comments. <laughs> Not the reindeer. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> to be exact, not the reindeer. Um, so, the Fort Mims massacre also occurred during this time in August 20th, 1813, which then became the battle cry for the Creek War. Okay. Which is where our boy Davy comes into the picture. He heard this cry and said, I guess i gotta go thanks bro thanks sis and babe for taking care of the children i'll see you on the other side of the creek war because he went away for many months 
leaving his poor family to take care of his six to seven children. Seven. I believe it was seven. (laughs) My count while proclaiming nicknames. Okay. So he enlisted as a scout for the initial term of 90 days, um, which was the... Which was... Francis Jones Company of Mounted Riflemen, which was a part of the second regime of Volunteer Mounted Riflemen. That's a long group name. (laughs) I literally (laughs) said that's a long title. It needs to stop. (laughs) Chill. They served under the Colonel John Coffey. The Colonel. Another another John with the last name Coffey. That's four Johns now? Yeah, I told you, there were a lot of Johns. Under coffee, they marched south into present-day Alabama and took um, a main active part in the fighting portion of the war. He served up until December 24th, 1813. Crema Eve, a.k.a. daughter's birthday Eve? Yeah. Is she born yet? No, no, yet, no, no. Pre-Tilly birth. (laughs) Ah. PTV. (laughs) This wasn't the only war happening at this time in history, either. The War of 1812 was raging on at this point. Whoa, I know about that one. And after the Treaty of Fort Jackson in August 1814, Andrew Jackson, who was now with the U.S. Army, asked for the Tennessee militia to help, so Crockett saw an opportunity to escape again and re-enlisted. seven children. <laughs> and re-enlisted as a third sergeant. 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 Sorry. For, six, for another six-month term. But he returned home early in December and I guess was like, I don't want to go back. So... He paid um, another young man to finish his term for like, him. to join the military for him? Well, to finish his sentence. Like, or his term. Yeah, like his military... Yeah, term. So he paid another person to, to fill his spot. To join the military spot. to play... Oh my gosh. <laughs> sure, I'll join the military. You got ten bucks? <laughs> I need some pocket cash. Some pocket change. No, at this time, everyone was paying an acreage, so we probably got land. True. So, in 1817, Crockett moved his family again to a new home in Lawrence County, where he decided to enter his first public office as commissioner in helping configure the new county's boundaries. (laughs) What fun. (laughs) I do that in my spare time. Fun. Yeah, I love gerrymandering. That was literally, <laughs> as soon as you said borders, I was like, gerrymandering. But I was like, I haven't heard that term since I was in college, and I'm not sure if I was going to be using it correctly. Well, I mean, technically not, because no parties, well, I mean, parties were a thing, but not yeah. necessarily in Tennessee at this time, but I it, guess they yeah. could have been, I don't know. It was fresh. Gerrymandering. You know? <laughs> Obviously. We know words. <laughs> I know vocabulary. <sighs> Anyways, in November on November 25th of that same year, the state legislator appointed him as the county justice of peace. Mm-hmm. On March 27th, 1818, he was also elected as lieutenant colonel for the 
57th regime of Texas mil- militia. Of the Tennessee militia, not Texas. <laughs> That's I was going to say, the regiment of t- Tennessee militia. Yeah. Okay. Because why not? Because why not? By 1819, he was operating multiple businesses in the area and also ha- um, had lots of other public responsibilities, which caused him to not have any time for his family or personal business. He resigned from his office of justice and his position within the regiment, regime, whatever you want to say. Regiment. Regiment. I mean, the regime. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The regiment. By 1821, he then resigned as commissioner and ran for a seat in the Tennessee General Assembly, representing Lawrence and Hickman counties. <laughs> he was appointed to be committee of propositions and grievances on S- September 17, 1821, and served through the first session, which ended November 17th, as well as a special session called by the governor in the summer of 1822, causing uh, ending in August. Ah... I mean, I find this interesting, but also, I'm boring. So Crockett spent his entire legislative career fighting for the rights of the impoverished settlers who he felt were looked over and left for dead due to the state's complicated system of grants. Well, that's pretty cool. I know. He was, he, yeah. Go, go Crockett. In 1821, less than two weeks after Davy was elected into the General Assembly, a flood of the Tennessee River destroyed Crockett's business. Oh, no. But with some land left by his wife's father, some 800 acres. That's just some land. Obviously. They were, I mean, I have 900 acres of land, obviously, in my back pocket. Um, They were able to sell a portion, then move on um, the rest of the land, which was located in Carroll County, which ended up m- messing with his position in the Tennessee Assembly because he was in a completely different county. Gotcha. Which is only why, well, besides the fact that his whole entire home was destroyed by a flood, a flood. that's kind of important. So on August 25th, 1824, he just. Dis- Oh, yeah. On October 25th, 1824, he decided to try and play with the big boys now by running in the 1825th election for the U.S. House of Representatives. House, not Hout. House. He lost. However, um, he was later backed up by his buddies, um, one of which was a Winchester, which was kind of important because they were a really big family at this time. The gun people? Yeah. But I think distant relatives. He lost this election, but that guy backed him up and all of his other buddies and told him to try running for Congress instead. So he ran for Congress, and he made it for the 1827th to 29th term. Jackson was then elected during, um, as president in 1829. That's supposed to be a 29. Um, Crockett was re-elected for the 29th and 31st uh, first session. He continued to serve Congress until 1835. One of his One of the quotes I found was, During the last term in Congress, he collaborated with Kentucky Congressman Thomas Chilton to write his autobiography, which was published by E.L. Carey and A. Hart in 1834 as a narrative of of the life of David Crockett, written by himself. (laughs) 
<laughs> he went east to promote the book. In 1836, newspapers published the now-famous quotation attributed to Crockett upon his return to his home state. Quote, I told the people of my district that I would serve them as faithfully as I had done, but if not, they might all they might go to hell and die, go to Texas. Yes. <laughs> End quote. So he he knew he was good. Yeah. Uh, by December 1834, uh, Davy was telling his friends about him wanting to move to Texas. Um, due to the politics of the U.S. during this time in history. After a slight delay uh, in his departure for Texas, Crockett finally left his home uh, in West Tennessee with three other buds to make their way down south on November 1st, 1835. They started to Tejas. To Tejas. Crockett and his friends traveled with another 30 other well-armed Tennessee men. They arrived in Nacogdoches. (gasps) That's where I went to school. <laughs> Nacogdoches. <laughs> Texas. In early 1836. On January 14th, um, 65 other men signed an oath along with him for the provisional government of Texas for six months saying that they would vo- be volunteers and would set out for the Rio Grande. <laughs> the Rio Grande. <laughs> it's so grand. With the other volunteers from the U.S. um, who were with them. Each man was promised about 4,600 acres of land. Jesus. uh, As payment for their service. See, told you everything. I take it. (laughs) That's a lot of land. Do you know how many cows you can put on that? So many. I mean, he started young. He ran away with the the cattle train. I missed my chance. Uh... On February 6th of that year, Crockett and five other men rode into San Antonio de Bear. Yes. Dun, dun, dun! Ominous foreboding. David, what? Davy arrived. <laughs> I've gotten into your head now. David arrived at the Alamo Mission of, uh, in San Antonio on the 8th of February. The Mexican army arrived on February 23rd which was led by General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. <laughs> Surprising the men. <laughs> Why that sound French? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Hey, hey. Gang, gang. General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. Uh-huh. I'm so white. <laughs> I sounded worse than you. I sounded more white. Surprising the men stationed in the mission, immediately initiating a siege of the mission itself, the location. During the siege of the Alamo, Crockett was a part of the last remaining group to be in the open, defending the low wall in front of the church itself. Using their rifles as clubs and relying on knives, since the action and close combat fighting was too intense and furious to allow for reloading of their rifles. The initial battle of the Alamo lasted only about 90 minutes. And all of the defenders, including Davy Crockett, were killed by Santa Ana and his men. After the battle, Santa Ana ordered his men to take all of the bodies to a nearby stand of trees and burn them. The ashes remained until February 1837 when Juan Seguin, <laughs> Seguin, where I went to school, 
Um, and his cavalry returned to the site and created a simple coffin for the ashes. They placed the names Travis, Crockett, and Bowie on the lid, and is thought to have been burned under a peach or buried under a peach tree. Can I put something in real quick? Yeah. Some people say that, um, and I don't know if this was like, because I remember- it, does this have to do with his death? A little bit, kind of. Not really. Maybe. <laughs> what? I don't know if it was just, because I know they made, like, a bunch of, I don't know, like, movies. But I don't know if it was just in that. But wasn't, what I remember was learning that he was, like, one of the last ones alive. We'll get there. Okay. There are large controversies, <laughs> controversies surrounding the death of Davy Crockett. Okay. Some say that he was one of the men who surrendered to Santa Ana. Mm-hmm but was then later executed since Anna took no prisoners of war. Another former American slave uh, named Ben, who acted as a cook for one of Santa Anna's officers, claimed that Crockett was found in the barracks surrounded by no less than 16 Mexican corpses, with Crockett's knife buried in one of them, basically claiming that he went as a hero. See, that's what I've always been told, was that, like, he, he was, was one, one of the, the last ones. ones, and they said, like, do you surrender? And he was basically like, no, like, mm-hmm. kill me. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just from the movie that I had watched, you know, growing up, or if I had actually read that, you know what I mean? But and that's the, Disney, the image I have. Yeah, and the Disney movie Crockett, or something like Davy Crockett, or whatever, because they made a movie, um, that's how he went. A lot of, um, like, pro- America, pro-Texas, pro-all of that, put him as that. Yeah, I've never heard of him not as a hero. Right. And that could well, just be most people, we're in Texas. Most people really do see him as a hero. Yeah. Because... Because he came from Tennessee. He didn't yeah. really have to come to Texas. Yeah, and he didn't have to answer the call of Travis. Yeah. Um, asking for help. Fair. But also, I would understand if he wanted to try and surrender. I don't see that as running away. I see that as logical, like... Trying to survive. Yeah. But anyways, historians also agree to disagree with the story, with this story, uh, the one with him being the hero, um, as well as the surrender story, claiming that every account of Crockett's surrender slash comma execution story comes from an avoid antagonist either on political or military grounds of Santa Ana's. It is believed that many stories such as the surrender and execution of Crockett were created and spread in order to discredit Santa Ana and add to his role as a villain. Okay. So, I mean, the only people left standing at that time were what was the Mexican army. So people that supported Santa Ana. Yeah. Or people like Ben, who were slaves of the Mexican army, who saw them as their homeland standing up to defend Mm -hmm. um, against the approaching villains in their story. Mm -hmm. Because they were captured and they were slaves. Yeah. Because I think Ben was... A captured, uh, not maybe not U.S. citizen, but somebody who lived like in Texas. Yeah. Um. Another claim was made in 1955 by Jesus Sanchez Garza, an 
a self-published book called <laughs> maybe you should read it La Rebe- hmm. Rebellion well yeah but I wanted to say it La Rebellion yeah de Texas oh de- La Rebellion de Texas Manuscrito Inédito de 1836 por un oficial de Santa Ana. <laughs> yeah. I'm too tired to think of numbers for 1836. <laughs> it's fine. Because it's different when it's a year. I can't just say, like, 1836 No, in yeah, Spanish. same in German. Um, where he was... Uh, pre- Purporting or reporting, I don't know why it changed. He was reporting to the memoirs of Jose uh, <laughs> Enrique. Enrique? <laughs> Jose Enrique de la Peña. <laughs> You're using me. <laughs> I am. I got Santa Ana's name right. <laughs> A Mexican officer. Santa Ana. <laughs> Peña, a Mexican officer. Uh, presented at the Battle of the Alamo. <laughs> Here he claimed that Crockett didn't actually die in the battle. The what? author never explained how he got this information. And he was the one who published the book himself. <laughs> so let's just agree on the fact that not, a lot of historians really don't agree with this theory. But it's an interesting Conspiracy. idea. Conspiracy! <laughs> yeah. Crockett lived in Florida after that. He ran away. He ran away to Florida. Just like Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. His legacy, however, still lives on to this day, especially at the Alibo in San Antonio, Texas, where you can still tour and see. Can I just tell you a fun fact about the Alamo? I would love to hear it. Ozzy Osbourne was banned from the Alamo. Why? Because he peed on it. (laughs) On the outside wall. That's awful. I don't know if that's an actual true story or if it's just a myth. That's so disrespectful. But growing up, I had always been told that he, I don't know if he was, like, permanently banned or, like, banned for, like, five years or ten years or however much, but, like, I was always told growing up that Ozzy Osbourne was banned from the Alamo because he peed on the outside wall. I would ban him, too. So there's that. That's (laughs) gross. Um, Like I said, don't take that for law. I don't know if it's true or not. Fair one of Crockett's sayings, which were published in um, one of the almanacs between... Almanacs! Almanacs! You know them, almanacs. almanacs. between 1835 to 1856, along with those of Daniel Boone and Kate Carson, fun fact, was always be sure you are right, then go ahead. Me too. Walls, <laughs> us I'm in the podcast. Right. <laughs> well, Let's try to put on... Pronunciate names. <laughs> uh, Pronunciate. That's a that's a new word. Always make sure you are right. <laughs> I am right. Then Pronunciate is a new word I made up. While serving in the U.S. Um, House of Representatives, Crockett became a Freemason. Ooh. <laughs> he entrusted his um, sonic apron to a friend in Tennessee before leaving for Texas, and it was inherited by the friend's descendant in Kentucky. It was named after the beans. (laughs) (laughs) Kentucky was named after the beans. (laughs) Kentuck. That's how Kentucky got its name. Fair. In 1967, uh, the U.S. Postal Service issued a five-cent stamp commemorating Davy Crockett. I bet that stamp's worth something. <laughs> like people who collect... worth more than me for sure. <laughs> worth nine hundred acres of land. 
You can get five cent stamps, block of four Davy Crockett stamps. For, for $17. Four stamps. They bought it for 20 cents. <laughs> you need to stop. Math is not good at one o'clock in the it's morning. It's not geometry. <laughs> what? What time is it? One. <laughs> I need to get some chocolate. <laughs> Do you want to pause before I do my story? Yeah. Okay, wait. Uh, we're going to play some waiting music. I drew conspiracy. You're a conspiracy. Yes. Um, I'm trying to remember. I did look up what the most searched conspiracy theory was, like how I did for the Denver one, or for the Delaware one, for the most searched thing in conspiracy theory in Tennessee and it was like I don't remember what it's called I want to say it was called like the mysterious 12 or something but well. it wasn't actually set in Tennessee so I didn't want to do it because <laughs> so I was like I mean it's the most searched in Tennessee but it didn't happen in Tennessee so it's kind of cheating the most searched one in Florida was Atlantis really and I really wanted to do it but that's not no. in Florida <laughs> yeah so you get my pain so I ended up finding this place in Tennessee called Morristown. Morris? Morristown. M-O-R-R-I-S Town. My band director in middle school was Mr. Morris. Okay, well this place is called Morristown. Have you heard of Morristown? I've heard of Morris. Okay. (laughs) So, in this town, a lot of kind of weird things have happened. But we're going to start on a bigger picture. So not in Morristown, just the world, okay? In 2012, and you might have heard this, people around the world started hearing strange sounds. Echoing, resonating, harmonic and metallic sounds that came seemingly from nowhere. Okay. Have you heard them? Mm-hmm. You've heard of this? Okay. I'm just going to go a little more in depth. In depth. Because I had heard of this too. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know, like, all of the story, you know? Um, it began happening all over the world. Sometimes it sounded like music, while other times it sounded like something from War of the Worlds. I know. Or sometimes... Forever Autumn's just singing from the ground. <laughs> and sometimes it could even sound like a trumpet sounding an exclamation god Mm. some claim the sounds come from the sky while others claim that they come from beneath the ground hell (laughs) i'm sorry thank you for your input Sometimes these sounds are heard for miles and miles, and sometimes they are only heard within a single town. So there's a lot of variation. Love that. 
Love it. Uh... And though they seem unbelievably loud to those who hear them, they seldom, if ever, register on the local seismographs. Which is like, if you don't know, that's what they use to find like earthquakes and read the levels. So, many times residents rush outside at the sound thinking that a crash, like a car crash or something, or an explosion has occurred, only to be confronted with normalcy. There is one thing in common, though, by the people who experience this. Many of them start to try to think of what they could be, and a lot of them will follow their train of thought to some sort of supernatural link. So, this in 2012, that really wasn't the first time that the sounds like that had been heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly in the last three decades of the 19th century, a lot of strange sounds were reported in the heavens, ranging from explosions to metallic clanging and even harp-like sounds. In the current wave, so in 2012, um, some people had reported sounds that were like jumbled voices. Um and music of a distant radio or television set. It's the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, to date, science, or to that date, scientists theorized about the distant sounds that might somehow be transported to faraway locations due to unusual meteoro- meteorological conditions. So people are really just trying to figure out what that sound was. So, February 2013, Morristown, Tennessee. Residents feel the earth shake twice in one day, but there was no report of an earthquake by the U.S. Geological Survey. The residents claim it feels as if there was an explosion. One resident says, quote, came in and sat down, flipped the TV on, and all at once, it was a jarring explosion. I thought someone had set off some dynamite charge. I could feel the walls shaking. End quote. He uh, started looking around and he noticed cracks in his bedroom walls uh, and molding. And before he could inspect the rest of the house, it happened again. Uh, quote, I felt like another little explosion right behind that. So then I got outside and I seen the neighbors. Everybody was outside looking around wondering what was going on, he said. That day alone, the emergency dispatch center got about 80 to 100 calls on that one thing. So we're going to move on. Two years later, January 2015. Two more booms in Morristown. Uh, Most government agencies either attribute it to weather, exploding electrical transformers, supersonic aircraft, fireworks, or just too much alcohol consumed by the witness. Don't you love that when the government's telling you, hmm? 
Maybe you were drinking. The entire town was just drinking. Yes. It was I mean, a festival. It's <laughs> um, but then something happened that was a surprise to a lot of people. There was a Facebook post from the Morristown Hamblin Emergency Management Agency asking for more information about the booms. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people ended up, you know, reporting the booms, but they didn't really have any ideas as to, like, what they were caused by. Right. So, the local emergency management agency said it was working with the Center for Earthquake Research and Information and the Tennessee Emergency Management Agency. The earthquake people had seismic equipment in the area and were hoping it would pinpoint the location and possible sources of the boom. So they were trying to figure it out. Um, at the time, the director of the Morristown Hamblin Emergency Management Agency, uh, his name was Chris Bell, he said the agency was trying to rule out any man-made causes of the booms, and he said he was going to check with local meteorologists to determine if there were any weather abnormalities, um, but at the time, it didn't really appear, there, there weren't any reports of bad weather. So that wasn't, like, super plausible. It's kind of unusual that the local and state government agencies had no immediate, like, probable causes for the boom, which kind of made some people uneasy. But it could be because this isn't the first time that the booms had been heard in Morristown. Like I said, there had been reports in February the year before. Mm-hmm. Or two years before. Um... And at that time, in 2013, there were no reported earthquakes, explosions, weather anomalies, or records of blasting at the nearby quarry belonging to Vulcan materials. So, for the 2013 booms, they never declared a probable cause. They mm-hmm. just kind of let it go. Hmm. So, some people are thinking that, you know, it's leaving experts puzzled, or at least they say they are. Yeah. And so some people think, like, it might be a cover-up for something, or, you know, what could the cause be? That was the mindset in 2015. 2019. February. The fact that it's February again. I know. It was February, January, February. The sounds are back in Morristown. There's a Facebook post by the Morristown Hamblin Emergency Management Agency, and it says, or here's one part of it, quote, We are sending the reports of booms on to the state. If any additional information becomes available, we will pass it on. End quote. Mm-hmm. So, these sounds have been dubbed as ongoing series of unexplained phenomena on Facebook. Commenters on the city's Facebook page admit you know, being scared, and they say they had heard huge booms underground as many as four times in a day. Jeez. Town officials um, did notice that a pattern had sort of developed. They said, partic- uh, nope. <laughs> they said precipitation followed by a drop in temperature or atmospheric pressure and the unexplained booms returned to Morristown. So that seems to be the equation 
to make that happen. Uh, a geology professor named Catherine Stone uh, says that the rumblings could be the sound of stone collapsing deep within the region's limestone rich foundation. Okay. So that's like her thoughts. Morristown officials shared that theory on Facebook, um, noting that this city that has 29,000 people in it does sit on top of an eroding landscape known as a karst, Mm -hmm. which is really prone to producing sinkholes. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking, like, that could be it, you know? They're going to follow Louisiana and fall in the Gulf. Right. Just randomly in the middle of the United States. In the middle of the continental U.S.? Yeah. Just going to... You know. Just go. Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, so, like, that sounds like a good theory. However, the cave-in theory does not explain why the noises only bega- began five years ago but in what that if, town. What if it was there in that town? It's just nobody... Because people weren't really using social media and stuff. That's true, but you might think... There would be some record of it in any sort of news or almanac or something like that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But you're right, that is a valid point to bring up. Mm -hmm. Um, Morristown and Hamlin County were in a heavy karst for a lot longer than starting in 2013. Mm -hmm. So it would be unclear why the phenomena if they are really related to the cars, would happen just then. hmm Instead of way beforehand. Um, so a lot of people who are rationalists or skeptics or don't want to easily put it into a supernatural category say that it has to be a human-made sound or natural sounds from the environment that people just want to make supernatural. Yeah. Well, we already made Supernatural. It's a TV show. Hadoi. <laughs> um, the rationalists and people like that, they claim that the entire premise of Sky Sounds began in 2012 because of the paranoia for the apocalypse. Oh, true. Because, you know, in 2012, it was a very common thing for everyone to be like, the world's going to end in 2012 because of the Mayan calendar, which we can go into that another time. That's not what the Mayan calendar said, actually. True. Um, it's different. <laughs> but they even made a movie called 2012 about the end of the world. It was great. I never saw... Literally, I was scared. Really? I didn't believe the world was ending, but I also, like... Didn't want to mess with it. Didn't want to mess with it. I was like, if it's ending, it's ending. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a part. I don't, I don't want to think about it. I was like, I want to live my life until the end. Fair. And so I, like, refused to see that movie because I didn't want to scare myself. So I still haven't ever seen it. Unlike me. And it's been seven years. How has it been seven years? Well, according to the Mayan calendar, days go by. I hate you. (laughs) I just feel old. I can't believe seven years. Anyways, um... So, yeah, they're like, no, everyone is saying that it's all these things because they're scared because it happened in 2012 and it's grown since then. Um, so, there is actually a name for these booms, like, scientific. It's a UAO. It's like a UFO. But it's unidentified 
audible object. Yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> I just like calling them booms or sky sounds. <laughs> the sky sounds. Um. Also, there have been videos on YouTube that were hoaxes. Like, there's gonna be. But it's people who have edited sounds over videos and stuff. So, like, take those videos with a grain of salt. Yes. Take everything with a grain of salt, honestly. I mean, who wants unseasoned food? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I agree. It's not food if it's only been boiled. You. So, here are some of the conspiracy, like, theories. That. Um, some people theorize that the sounds are made by construction activity, like cranes or underground tunneling operations. People are like, nah, it's construction. It's, it's construction it's, that's it's, making these really loud noises. <laughs> um, some people who, or some people do believe they are natural occurrences. They say, you know, it could be wind blowing through geologic formations or human-made structures such as power lines or microwave towers that are making these loud, loud, loud noises. Loud, loud, loud. Yep. Or they say, you know, it's a normal sound like waves crashing offshore, but due to certain atmospheric conditions, they sound like they're coming from somewhere else. They're, they're also landlocked. Well, Tennessee is, but I mean like <laughs> the, from the sounds around the world. Um, it's kind of like throwing your voice. They, yeah, they say that it's a sound that just sounds like it's coming from an undisclosed yeah. direction. Um, some people say that the sounds are alien spaceships zooming See? around the Earth prior to invasion. Obviously, and some UFO believers even speculate that it was an alien civilization attempting to answer. The Arecibo message. Oh, yeah. Which, if you don't know what that is, uh, the Arecibo message is, I think it came out of Portugal? No. Where did they send it out of? Puerto Rico? It was Puerto Rico. It was basically a message they sent into space saying, like, hey, this is what we're about. Kind of. There's some blood. Huh? They sent blood in that thing, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Dumb. But they sent, you know, all this stuff trying to maybe teach about humans. So some people say, you know, this is their way of trying to respond, which, that's kind of scary. Right? If that's how they talk. I go boom. I just screech into <laughs> your planet. Um, some people do say that it's the sound of celestial trumpets Aww. to signal the second coming of Christ as it is foretold in Christos. Revelations. So it actually did have a lot of um, believers kind of freaked out. I'm a believer. You know what I mean? Like, well, for sure. If, if you thought, like, oh my god, it's <laughs> you socks. Well, I didn't think. I didn't know. I didn't think. I didn't think. I was too scared to think. No, but um, I had never heard these sounds. So if I, like, honest to God, if I heard that here in Texas, like a loud noise that sounded like trumpets coming from heaven. I would have lost it. I would have been like, my time is cut. Which way is east? <laughs> right. Like, let's go. But, so imagine what, like, religious people who, like, truly, truly believed in this stuff felt when they heard it. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, some conspiracy theorists, and this is the last one I'm gonna 
cover, um, not super in-depth, is they think that the sounds are a part of Project Bluebeam. Do you know what that is? Have you heard of Project Bluebeam? Mm -mm. Okay, so Project Bluebeam, I had never heard of it either, is a conspiracy theory, and it claims that NASA is attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist as its head and start a new world order via a technology simulated second coming. It's a lot. <laughs> I had never heard of that theory. I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> I had I... never heard of this, that they were going to simulate a second coming so that the Antichrist can be the head of the new order. NASA. <laughs> My little sister, her dream right now is to work for NASA, so when she hears this, good luck. People can be ridiculous. Oh, I agree. But, like, one thing that is a little nuts is, like, you know, 1984. You know what I mean? Those things are plausible. But that... Uh, that is plausible. That is very yes. plausible. But the fact that NASA... NASA. A company that works with space technology, basically strictly like developing space technology yeah. because they don't have a budget because people always cut money from the space budget that's mm -hmm. like you can read that in the agenda online for the United States anyways the fact that they are apparently creating a new theology yeah it's a bit having much. an antichrist which is only specifying christianity mm -hmm. not even about all of the other religions that are easily only in the united states so imagine around the world yeah. because apparently they're wanting to conquer the world with this a space technology a space technology center that has no money <laughs> exactly <laughs> unless that's what the government wants you to think it is well, then they're breaking all of the laws. Like, at least with the, like, they're underneath. They're above the law. No. <laughs> I, I want to make so. this clear. I don't believe everything. Like, I don't believe what no. I'm saying right now. I'm just playing the part. No, I understand that. But I will win. Because oh. it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I agree. Out of all, of, like, I understand all of the other conspiracies. Yeah. Like, that even the much. alien one. Like, that one. Like, I get it, because I've never met an alien. I just want to know. <laughs> Maybe I should research it. more into this Project Bluebeam and cover it at another point in time. I will even accept Blue Pegasus over this. <laughs> okay? And that has to do with, like, uh, time jumping and... Blue Pegasus is nuts. I wrote my paper for, um... Comp 2 over Blue Pegasus. Really? Yeah. Nice. But, like, that has to do with time traveling and Tesla. Yeah. And it's crazy. And a crazy man is in charge of it. But it's less crazy than this Than theory. that. Because that is absolutely ridiculous. I agree. Well, I'm that's my story. You have gone worked it. up during my entire story of that this episode. That means so that I am paying attention and that <laughs> I enjoy what I'm listening to, so... I mean, that's good. I'm engaged. To wed. <laughs> <laughs> David Crockett? <laughs> David Crockett. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed. I, I thought it was interesting and I would take it all with a grain of salt. Because everything can be edited these days. For our next topic. Fun fact. While she's sending me link. Theater. <laughs> it took me entirely too long to remember what it, we had decided. The theater. The theater. The theater. Theater. <laughs> yes. We're going to do the theater. So I'm excited about that. Everyone dress in your Sunday's best. Dress as your steampunk. Dress as gender swap. Dress as pink. Everything you want to be. <laughs> Just dress it's as a theater. Pink. It's it's the theater. But wear a mask. Yeah. Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock, Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. I win. <laughs> Ew, your hand was sweaty. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> I'm sweating. Hot. Hot. Okay, so we good. I'm gonna. Where is Usur? I don't know. He's gone. Okay, let me prepare the typing. Cause you know me. I have the brain of a llama. <laughs> I don't know why that's what I thought, but it is. A llama. He's supposed to be dead. <laughs> I already did that one. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that happened. I'm gonna turn him into a flea. And then I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna put him inside of a box. I'm gonna mail. I'm gonna put that box in another box. box. And then I'll mail that box to myself. myself. And then I'll smash it with a hammer! Kobe. <laughs> Kobe beef. <laughs> Kobe beef. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> I hate. Oh, but you don't. But you don't hate. You I love. I love. And I love you guys, our listeners, our dear, dear listeners. Tell them our things. So follow us on our social media. We have two. We have Twitter and we have Instagram. Follow us at A-C-E-A-O-T-A. Also, send us your your your, your stories. Peace and, and thanks. And also send us your uh, topic ideas because we need them. Because it, We are scrambling. <laughs> because who knows? Our next topic might be breakfast foods. Like, we need it. We need your help. We need your guidance. We need lots of guidance. So send those to our email at asayotapodcast at gmail.com. That's A-C-E-A-O-T-A podcast at gmail.com. Also, leave us a review and a rating. Um, our, the best place to do that is on iTunes. Woo. Leave us a noise. Noise! And we are wanting... Noise! <laughs> Ew. And <laughs> we are wanting to uh, do a listener's podcast episode. So, on our next and first and official listener's episode, we will be reading out everyone who leaves us a review so because we love you don't let us look dumb (laughs) (laughs) all right well it's been lovely guys okay thanks bye (laughs) black ants are the uh, most poisonous (laughs) highest leading cause of death in the world Black ants have the highest rate of death.
cause no. is the leading cause. Is the of leading death. cause of death. That is incorrect. <laughs> because according to the encyclopedia, everything. <laughs> I hate also everything they're sugar you are. ants. They're not called black ants. They're called sugar ants. I know. Yes. They're baby ants. <laughs> they're just baby ants. You know I hate mouth noises. <laughs> It's not good for me. You just don't like me. It's fine. I get it. You're just a bunch of mouth noise. <laughs> what? That's my new insult. I'm just going to call people like, you are a worthless mouth noise. Is that a mean insult? That's, I mean, worthless is in the name. <laughs> that's a good insult. Demons. <laughs> they arrived. 